Wall Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Wilcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Kozlowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. In 2020, 270 million adults used dating apps. In the U.S. alone, 39% of couples in 2019 said that they had met online. We all love the idea of finding our soulmate, and it could not be easier than sitting on the couch scrolling through our phones because we are lazy. I know I am. If I can catfish people online, like while looking like I crawled out of a dumpster while I sit on my couch eating potato chips, I will. It's like a raccoon on Tinder. Yes, I am a (laughs) Tinder raccoon. Well, today's story focuses on Simon Levive, a man who used dating apps, specifically Tinder, to his advantage. A man who fooled loads of women and tricked them into thinking that he loved them just to scam them. How did he do it? Find out on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Oh man, the Tinder swindler. Yes. Uh, it's yes. big in pop culture right now, right? It is. Every single thing that I watched online about this was like 50 million people have already watched the documentary. Yeah. Which is like a sixth of the amount of people that use dating apps in 2020. Maybe they should all watch them. <laughs> Maybe they should all watch them. Uh, buckle up because this episode is going to be a long one, but it will be easy to understand. Which is which is great. Which is great. <laughs> I had to Google what zero words meant. I about to say so if you if you're in Nina's uh, uh, area of the camp in our episodes where yes. you you don't you don't know what trading options means or what commodities futures are you know this 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 is an episode for you this is an episode for you now kashan this is not an episode for you because you've never used a dating app before proudly i wear it as a a, bat, a badge of honor that that hinge has never been downloaded on my phone well i am a dating app failure story yeah cuz how many have you been banned from at this point just tinder Okay, it's just one. Just one. It's one more than zero. I just, yep. I do want to point that out. <laughs> oh, I did. Okay, I didn't get banned, but I got, well, I guess you could technically say I got, I don't know if my account got deactivated one time on this Christian one. That's banned. What, what was it? Christian Mingle? No, it was a different one. I don't even know the name, but I was definitely there to troll and I didn't even get a chance to troll because they said my pictures violated company policy. And I was like, and Tinder told me that one time too. And I was like, it's just my face. (laughs) They're like, yeah, sorry that that face. We see those eyes are full of lies. We see the heathen within you. We can see Satan in your eyes. You're not a virgin. I can tell by looking in your eyes. You're banned. But you know, yeah, yeah. Dating apps have not worked for me. Maybe they will one day in the future. Probably not. They they probably, they, they probably won't. But as we know. People frequently use dating apps and you have to be really careful about who you meet on dating apps because you do not know what you're walking into when you meet someone. Yeah, like a murder. Right. No murder today, though. Which is good. (laughs) But, you know, I will say this. uh, Background checks will not tell you if someone's just a straight up asshole. That's fair. Yeah. 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 They're like. However. Kicks their dog is not going to be on the background check. Telling you you're fat will not be on the background check. True. Yeah. Gaslighter doesn't show up on, a, on the background check, right? Yeah, no. no At least no, not no. yet. Not yet. Maybe in the You're future right. when we have social scores, just like that episode of Black Mirror. All right, that's a different episode. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> luckily for myself, my story has never ended, knock on wood, the way it did for some of these women in today's episode. So let's jump in and find out why Simon Levive is a piece of 
poop. Oh, before we start off, I did oh, I did yeah. just want to mention something that I saw today. So I've been watching a, a I watched a four part documentary on the the nineteen eighty six Mets, which I know you're thinking, oh, because you're not on baseball again. But if you mm-hmm. remember, Nina, who was a part of the nineteen eighty six Mets that we've talked about on this podcast? Lenny Dykstra. It was it was a fifty percent chance, and you are right. Uh, and oh my god, it just reminded me that that guy's a that guy's a dick. Please go back and listen to that episode because I hate that guy so much. Oh, he's terrible. He mansplained the word surreal at one point. Like he said, he's like, it was surreal. He was like, uh, surreal means. And I was like, are you really going to tell us that what surreal means right now? And then like 15 minutes later, he couldn't remember who Christopher Columbus was. He was like that guy on the boat. Who was the guy on the boat? He did a lot of drugs, Kashan. Yeah, he was all fucked up. Well, we said that he got he got like his head beat in in prison or whatever. So now he's all like, <laughs> forgot so, about that so now he's all weird. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, that guy's a dick. So yeah. <laughs> go back and watch that episode. But let's get it. Like, like we can jump into uh, Mr. Uh, Swinder Tindler or whatever. Yes. So his name is Simon Levive, <laughs> whose real name is actually. And I'm sorry, there is a lot. A lot of this story um, centers around Israel and different spots in Europe. So we're doing our best. People already know we butcher ev- names. I know. Everything. I just want to preface <laughs> just, it. <laughs> at this point. I did watched the documentary and did research outside of the documentary and in the documentary they say how to say these names and i practiced but i already forget so simon levive's name is not simon levive it's actually shimon yahuda hayut and fake name already kind of no, sus, am i right right yes yeah that he has a fake name absolutely he was born on september 27th 1990 in israel um yeah i could find the actual city but you know what i couldn't say it so he was born in Israel. Yeah, we might as well just say the country. He was born in Israel. Um, he grew up in an extremely conservative Orthodox, Jewish Orthodox city um, in Israel. And at the age of 15, he moved to Brooklyn, New York with his family's friends. I'm not sure, totally sure why he moved with his family's friends, but that is what happened. The family would later accuse Levive of misusing their credit card. Ooh, already not starting off good, huh? Yes. And according some, to some interviews done by journalist Felicity Morris, Levive had been committing check fraud since he was a teenager. And in 2011, he was charged in Israel with theft, forgery, and fraud for cashing stolen checks. So I guess what he did when he was 21 was he stole a checkbook from a family that he was babysitting for and then another check of a handyman who was working at their home. Which him doing this is actually very shitty because people never let men babysit children anyways. And now he's just fucking it up for everybody because they're like, these men will steal your checks. But you know what? Women also steal stuff when they babysit because my best friend had a babysitter who stole her um, parents' wedding rings. Mm. I've seen a lot of videos online where babysitters steal virginities, too. So. <gasps> I, I, You know what I did do when I would babysit? I would eat a lot of their food. I will say that. It's part of getting paid, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will eat all of your Oreos. Anyways, when Levive was charged in Israel, he never went to court and he escaped to Jordan with a fake passport under the name of Mordecai Nassim Tapiro. And then he ended up fleeing from Jordan to Europe. And in 2012, he was indicted by the Israeli court and charged with theft, forgery, and leaving a child unattended. And... In 2015, he was arrested in Finland and was sentenced to three years in prison for defrauding several women. Not to give anything away, but uh, this is a bit of foreshadowing. Dun, dun, dun. When he was arrested in Finland, he claimed he was an Israeli man who was born in 1978. No one is going to believe you. You are 25 years old. He claimed he was 37. <laughs> He's so he looks so young, like now. I know. And he, he, then he was like, "I swear, I'm I'm pushing midlife. I just look really, really good for my." I life. just look fan fucking tastic. <laughs> I will say though that he does age like wine because he's pretty attractive now. And when he was in his early twenties, he was not hot. Oh, okay. You're saying he got hotter yes, as he got okay. Yes. He's like uh, um, Steve Carell. Absolutely. Yeah ugly when he was young he, I mean, he was in the 40 year old virgin and now zaddy zaddy right gilf <laughs> 
I'd let him munch on my box. Okay. See, you know, the pause was where you had the chance to be like, no, this is where we'll end it. I, I thought about ending it, and then I was like, nope, just going to say it. Oh, I'm man. just going to say it. Um, yeah, he did lie and say that he was this old man, but um, his lying skills do improve throughout the episode. So. When he was arrested, he had four, he, when he was arrested, he had two forged Israeli passports, three forged Israeli driver's licenses, two forged Israeli flight permits, and five forged American express cards. He's got flight permit, like to fly, Mm -hmm. like as a pilot? Yeah. What? Yeah. (laughs) Don't, don't, did this man fly a plane? I think he could fly planes. Okay. Uh, Yeah. From what I saw. (laughs) Okay. I I think, don't quote me, but I think he can think he can um he ended up finishing his sentence early and in 2017 he returned to israel to be recharged and sentenced again well when he went back to israel he assumed a different identity and changed his legal name to simon Levive, and he fled the country once again so he skipped out on his trial now how can someone run away from a trial twice in israel the police cannot detain someone for more than 24 hours. So I guess he just like fled before they could actually like keep him or catch him. I don't know. I didn't totally understand that when I was reading the police, I what mean, the police woman was saying, but, but they, they charged him. I mean, he's at a trial, right? So maybe they just can't detain. Maybe you like legally can't detain someone while they're awaiting trial. Like how in America, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can keep them. Yes, that must be what she meant. Or like without bond even until trial, until a trial happens. Maybe that's just not a thing in Israel. Yeah, I think that's what she meant. Cause I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay. Yes. So he ends up leaving and, but like, it's kind of an interesting name to pick Simon Levives. Sounds like someone who would start a tech startup, but I don't know. Yeah, well, he wanted to use the surname Levive so that he could have the same last name as Lev Levive, who is an Israeli businessman who is known as the King of Diamonds. Damn. Yeah, so he runs his own diamond company. The King of Diamonds. That's a good yeah. That's a good monarchy yes, to be a is. part of. It is. Levive unfortunately scammed tons of women, but there was an article that came out in 2019 exposing his crimes called The Tinder Swindler. And now there is a Netflix documentary with the same title. I highly recommend watching the documentary. The article is actually very difficult to read. It is a um, Swedish, Swedish, Norwegian. I'll definitely tell you which one during the episode. Anyways, it's uh, they. It's not from America. The format is very strange. I had a hard time reading it. But it's in English. Yeah, it's translated into English. But it okay. like almost works like an app. It was very strange. I'll show you after the episode. It was oh, very strange. Okay, so I guess the moral of the story: just watch the documentary. Yes. Um, but there were a lot of women that Simon Levive scammed. But I'm going to be focusing on three women specifically, mainly because they are the ones who have spoken out against mm-hmm. Levive, and a lot of his other victims have. Um, they've spoken out, but they have not gained the attention that these three have gained and they also they're not as known so we're going to be talking about three did these three women give like more money than the other ones or i'm not a hundred percent sure about that actually but all these women gave a ton of money i was just saying i was just i don't know i wonder why that these three are the ones well so the most so part of the reason that that is and we'll talk about it they're the ones who actually went after him Okay. And like were more so they persistent were like about fir- exposing him. The first and the strongest ones mm-hmm. to step out. There. Yeah, okay. definitely. Okay. Definitely. Anyways, the first woman that we are going to talk about is named Cecile Schroeder Feljoy of Lylestrom, Norway. Yeah, that's a hard one. I'm yeah, not I'm not going to do I very don't even good know. today. <laughs> Cecile. Now, Cecile. She is a hot commodity. She's had over a thousand Tinder matches. Ooh, is that a lot? <laughs> a thousand people think she's hot. I don't know how many people are on that. Like, it's about like rate though, right? Like, if there's a hundred thousand, that's not a good rate. I guess that's true. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's how many? A hundred thousand? Yeah, yeah. I guess if there's a hundred thousand, that's not too good. You know, you were banned from Tinder. You have experience. I don't know how many matches I had though. I think I had about a thousand. But that was because I also swiped right on everybody. (laughs) 
because I wanted to see what they would say to me. I wonder what you were bit. Didn't you? Didn't you market our podcast through Tinder? No, my Instagram. We didn't have our podcast yet. Okay, and that was yeah, yeah. But anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, Cecile met Simon Levive on Tinder while she was living in London. She says that she was drawn to his pictures, and she had his Instagram, and he had had his Instagram on his profile, so she went to check it out, and he seemed pretty legit. Now, here's what's bullshit about this is when Simon Levive puts his Instagram on his Tinder, it's fine. But when I put my Instagram on my Tinder, I get banned. Could that have been a result of what happened with Simon is why they don't allow you to do that? No, this happened after I got banned. Oh, all right. (laughs) So, so. Now, I also don't really want, like, I do want people to look at my Instagram before they meet me, but I actually don't because one time I met this guy at a bar and then we exchanged Instagrams and he pulled up this video that I had on there of me in a Harry Manchester bathing suit and then he never talked to me again. <laughs> no, Nina, you, you should be happy because if they can't accept you for the whole package, Harry chest pictures and all... Then they don't deserve you, Nana. I'll never forget. Know your worth. I'll never forget the look on that guy's face. He like, I was like, oh yeah, here's my Instagram. Here's my Instagram. And he's like. What the fuck is this? This literally, we didn't say that. He just like looked at me like he didn't know what to say. And then I put my head in my hands. And then I said, okay, it was nice meeting you. And I walked away. This is over. Anyone who thinks that this is funny is not my forever person just like walks out basically yeah that's what <laughs> happened and that's hilarious yeah but from what it looked like on Levive's instagram he lived an extremely lavish lifestyle because he did fancy meals travels to exotic places he's living the life all right well when Levive and cecile matched he messaged her and told her that he was leaving london the next day and wanted to see if she could meet he asked her to meet him at the Four Seasons Hotel that he was staying at. Ooh, that's way better than the Three Seasons. It is way better than the Motel 6. Well, when she met up with a vibe, he was no catfish. He looked just like his pictures. And when they were having coffee, he wastes no time telling him, telling her what he does for a living, that he is the CEO of LLD Diamonds. Levive also revealed that he had a two-year-old daughter, but was no longer with her mother, He told Cecile that he, the daughter, and the baby mama were all going on a business trip to Bulgaria by private jet and asked her if she wanted to join him. Hey, I know we're on this date, but do you want to come on a private jet with me, my child, and my ex-girlfriend? Doesn't that sound like fun? It absolutely (laughs) does. And Cecile takes his offer, which, like, girl, you are so... She is, first of all, I don't know if you're brave or if you're stupid or if you're stupid brave. I don't know because he the that man could have made her into beef jerky so fast. So when Cecile got to the airport, there were drivers, a bodyguard, and just like Simon promised, the daughter and the baby mama. Okay, if your ex, like if the person you're on a date with brings their ex on the first date, that is the ultimate red flag. That's what I'm talking about. It is. This never happened to me, and I have dated some billowing red flags. Yeah. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. You're not without them, right, Nina? Because oh, your have... Instagram has a hairy, you know, body picture. Is that a red flag or is that a yellow flag? Oh, it red. Hard stop. I'm joking. That I have a hairy man chest bathing suit. Come I'm on. joking. It's funny. If you don't, it's funny. If you don't want to fuck a girl that looks like Borat, <laughs> I'd fuck the shit out of Borat. Don't even. Right. Don't even. Exactly. You see those mankini pictures? That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Hot. Hot. Well, while they're on this plane, Cecile asks the baby mama some questions and she showers Levive with compliments, which puts Cecile's mind at ease. And while in Bulgaria, Levive really opens up to Cecile and he gains her trust. Cecile ends up leaving Bulgaria without Levive because he tells her that he's too busy to work, too busy with work um, for her to stay. So when Cecile got back to London, the relationship continued, even though she thought it was going to fizzle out. I think she thought this was like a hit it and quit it, like fly to Bulgaria and never see each other again type of deal. I hate when that happens. I know, but, God. 
It's the worst. Every date I've ever been on, I'm like, are you going to take me to Bulgaria? And then that's the <laughs> last time I'm going to see you. No, last time someone <laughs> took me to Bulgaria, they never talked to me again. <laughs> I'm not getting ghosted after a Bulgaria trip again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just where I draw the line. Well, Levive kept in contact with Cecile and he would they would exchange daily good morning and good night texts with each other, which while he would not only send her those lovely little texts, he would also send her flowers and presents so that she could feel how much he missed her. And Cecile was falling in love. And how could you not? It's true. You know? Yeah. There was one time that Cecile was in Oslo, which is a city in Norway. She had asked Levive to come and visit her and he ended up arriving shortly after and that made her feel really special and for good reason because no one has ever done that for me (laughs) you've never been to oslo i know but (laughs) if i was would they fly to me probably not well while in (laughs) oslo he asked her to be his girlfriend and cecile accepted cute cute well while on the trip levive told cecile he ended up telling her about how unsafe the diamond business actually is. And he told her that he had people after him, or as he would refer to them, his enemies. And there was one point where Cecile had not heard from Levi for a while, and so she went and checked on his Tinder to see where he was. So they both still had Tinder, which is confusing because they're boyfriend and girlfriend, yeah. But and I did not get a poly vibe from them, but whatever. But um, when she checked his Tinder, she noticed that he was in another country than he was supposed to be, and some of his pictures had changed. But even though this happened, they talked about it. He was like, no, 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 it's not what it looks like. It's always what it looks like. Yeah. He's cheating on you. Okay. All right. Also, but she still also has Tinder, so like. But maybe she wasn't swiping, you know? I I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this works. We've established that. (laughs) Well. I have I have downloaded and deleted that app so many times. I don't know. Some people keep it for a while just in case, but I'm like, you can just re-download it. I don't know. Whatever. But even though that happened, they decided to take their relationship to the next level and move in together, even though he was way on business a lot. And he told her that the budget for the place was $15,000 a month. Like, buy a fucking house, dude. Your mortgage is going to be so much cheaper than that. I mean, but if you're making a lot of money, maybe 15 grand really isn't a thing. You're like, you're, you get a penthouse, right? You know? I guess. I think this just shows you that relationships and diamonds have a lot in common because they both. And bloody. Because clarity in both is very important. Oh. Right? And I'm just saying, this relationship, obviously not a princess cut. Nice. <laughs> what cut would it be? I don't know any other diamond cuts i don't know isn't there a pair in a square i literally used all my diamond knowledge in those two things i don't have anything else you know (laughs) do we think that cecile no do we think that do we think that he was being honest with cecile about having other girlfriends no he's the point of this podcast right well there was a woman named pernilla shulham oh man yeah a Swedish woman who matched with Levive also, and her name reminds me of, her name's Pernella, and it makes me think of Prunella from Arthur. Uh, Arthur, uh, still going on, by the no, way. Still making wraps. episodes, right? What? Oh, no. This I'm, week, like I'm, this last week, they are done making episodes, and they did, a, you don't know about this? They did a big, like, here they are as adults. <gasps> What? And it's so it's such They did a Rugrats all grown up, but yes, for Arthur. But it's Arthur and DW is a cop and um which isn't shocking to no one. But Dude, you want to hear some A-cab. bullshit? Some bullshit is that Binky Barnes is a news reporter and Binky Barnes would be the manager of a 7-Eleven, okay? Why are we giving him a management position? Binky Barnes would be a prisoner. What are you talking about? Right. He is not doing anything with his life. He's going to be on crack cocaine. No, he's more of a PCP person, let's be honest. Meth or PCP. Mm-hmm. He's going harder than crack cocaine. And he's in prison yeah. for, for, like, beating a man to death. Like, right. easy. Exactly. And they have him as a news reporter. That's bullshit. That's some bullshit, idealistic world kind of shit. I agree. But back to this story, because <laughs> this, we got a lot to get through. Levive and Pernilla matched while he was in Stockholm. However, 
After they became involved with each other, they did decide that their relationship would be better off as a friendship instead of a romantic relationship. But their first date, it mimicked his first date with Cecile. He flew her out to Amsterdam because he had to fly off to Amsterdam. She, he, um, she notes that he paid a lot of attention to her and he really listened to her and was invested in what she had to say. Again, the bar is on the floor. I was about to say, did he just say like, uh-huh, and nod his head while you said things? Like, what the probably. fuck? <laughs> that is probably what happens. Well, in Pernilla, just like he flew out to Oslo to see Cecile when she asked him to, Pernilla recalls a time about him, recalls, Pernilla was having a bad day and he just flew out on his private jet to see her. That's what I was trying to say. So he really shows these women, like, in whether or not they're dating or in a friendship, that he actually really cares about them. Yeah. And gains their trust. He will take a private jet to come see you, and he will send you flowers, and he will nod while you talk about how Deborah at your office is being a real big bitch this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> but you know what? The bar's on the floor. So I understand. <laughs> I, I get it. Well, one night, Cecile gets a text message from Levive saying that his bodyguard, Peter, was hurt. He sent her pictures of Peter covered in blood and told her that the people who hurt Peter were actually after him. This takes, this is a turn. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Also, like, there's no point in your relationship where you can be like, look at, look, my bodyguard was just like fucked up. Look at the picture of him bleeding. Like, that's not how people do stuff. Levive tells Cecile that because of what happened and the fact that his enemies are after him, his security team suggested that he no longer use his credit card because the people who were after him were tracking his credit card use so that they could find him. What are they, the fucking police? That shit's, that shit's hard to get into. Well, yeah, I know. It's Europe, man. It's a different world over there. Yes. He asks her if she has an American Express credit card, and if she does, if he could link his account to her, his account to it, so that he could use her cards instead of his. And because Cecile is worried about Levive's safety, she agrees to this. Cecile sends Levive his own card, but it's in her name, and she sends him a Platinum American Express credit card, which he ends up maxing out super quickly. He tells her that he has paid the bill and asks her to come to Amsterdam and bring $25,000 in cash to him because the cash would be untraceable. Okay, but why can't... So he can't use his credit cards, whatever. That's mildly believable, I guess. But what under what circumstances would he not be able to get his own fucking cash out of a bank? You know what? You're making a really good point right now that I did not think about. It's just, if you meet someone and they start sending you pictures of bloody bodyguards and saying their credit card doesn't work and that you need to bring $25,000 in cash to Amsterdam, just, uh, here's the thing, could be true, you know? Everything in here is mildly believable. Just take one breath, just a, <laughs> one step back and be like, is this ridiculous? <laughs> and the answer would be yes. yes. <laughs> well, Cecile took out a loan. For $25,000. She cashed it out. Alone, no. I know. And then she took the cash along with her to Amsterdam. And while in Amsterdam, Levive told Cecile that he had to leave because his enemies were still after him and that he needed to get out of there immediately. And he goes to Stockholm. No. But what about their syndrome? Right? <laughs> well... When Levive arrives in Stockholm, he takes no time hitting up Pranilla and they go party and they party hard and Levive pays the bill in cash. Well, the American Express cards that Cecile was sending Levive started having problems and the credit limit just was never enough. Cards? Yep. Oh my God. And the cards keep getting blocked. But he was making Cecile called Amex to fix the issues. And Cecile would have to lie and try to convince American Express that it was she who was the one using the cards. And so at some point, you know, Cecile can't keep taking out these cards because she's a single person. You know what I mean? Well, Levive ends up hiring Cecile at his diamond company so that she could get a higher and higher credit limit, even though she wasn't actually working for the company. And so 
he's racking up all these bills and Cecile's like, you need to pay me back. You have to pay me back. Well, Levive ends up transferring $250,000 to Cecile to cover the expenses of the credit cards. The issue is the money never went into her account. Cecile is noticing that Levive is starting to distance himself, but he assures her that's because of his safety. But while all of that is going on, Pernilla, Levive, and Levive's new girlfriend, a Russian model named Polina, all go to Mykonos. Wait, so Pernilla and Levive's new girlfriend? But isn't Pernilla and Levive like... They're just friends. Oh. Yeah, they met on Tinder, but then they decided to just be friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You did say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they go to Mykonos, and they're living the high life, staying in hotels that are $5,000 a night, having crazy dinners, yachts, etc. And they end up spending $20,000 in three days. Barf. He tells Cecile that he needs more money, and he needs her to take out some more loans to cover his expenses, all while LaVive is taking his new little girlfriend all around Europe, promising Cecile that his deals are almost done. Because he was like, oh, I'm trying to sell these diamonds. I'm trying, we're trying to secure this deal, this deal, this deal, this deal. And that's why he needs all this money to impress all these people. It can't be that hard to sell diamonds. I, I don't, I don't know. I've never tried. They're literally one of like. The most valuable things on earth. Yeah. Like no one's going to be like, mm, I don't know if I want to buy diamonds right now. Yeah. Well, maybe they're shitty diamonds, you know. They definitely weren't. The princess cut. I. It's all I got. Right? I'm sorry. They I just had to say were, that multiple times. He keeps telling Cecile that if the cards decline while he's in these meetings, these people could kill him, telling her that his safety depends on her giving him this money. And Cecile ends up taking out $250,000. Mm. Mm. Here's the deal. It's in these moments that I am so glad that I am poor. I'm so glad I'm poor because even if someone tried to manipulate me like that, no one's going to ever loan me that much money. I will never get that kind of credit limit. Yeah, I would be like, I can sell my my, my PS5, man. I don't know. That's like 600 bucks, maybe. I don't even think I could make $250,000 off my vagina. Like, come on. Everybody's got one. I. Not everyone, right? Okay, half the world has one. <laughs> okay, there we go. I was like, I last time I checked. You got that bussy, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Violated? Check. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Levive tells Cecile that he will give her a check if she meets him in Amsterdam. Now, let's remember, we are in Europe, and flights are so much easier and cheaper to get, and it's easy to, like, pop around Europe. Not as hard. You know, it's easier than the U.S. Anyways, when she got there, she could tell the relationship had changed, and he wasn't feeling the same toward her. When Cecile got back from Amsterdam, she cashed the check, but the money, again, was not going into the account. The bank refused to cash the check and they would not tell Cecile why. When Cecile called Levive about the check, telling him that it wouldn't cash, he basically told her to fuck off. And at that point, Cecile had nine creditors on her tail. She finally called Amex, telling them that what happened and that she couldn't pay her bill. They ended up sending a team over to investigate, and this is when she found out that she was one of many, many women who had fallen victim to Simon Levive. So, like, they interviewed her at her house, and they were like, and she told them what happened, and they were like, do you have a picture of this guy? And, like, she shows them a picture, and they're like, yep, that's him. And she was like, what the fuck? Oh, no. That's good. That had to suck. You know how hard that would be? Because, like, this is a person that you're in a relationship with, and this is someone that you love, and to find out that the whole time that they weren't in love with you. Because, yeah. like, he took it as far as to, like, let's move in together. You know, let's do this. Let's do, you know, we're going to build our life. I want to marry you. I want to have kids with you. I see you as my future. You have to do that, right, to get them to commit right. enough to be able to give you 250,000 pounds. I think it was, I think it was ended up being well, pounds or whatever. I don't know. It, it would be the equivalent of 250,000 U.S. dollars. That sucks. I know. I know. I saw in the interview I saw with them, she said, she's like, it's not about, it's not just about the money. Like, that's not even the worst thing. It's the emotional manipulation. That's exactly what she said. So, yeah, I feel bad for her. Well, yeah, I do feel bad for her. Well, once Cecile found out that the Levive was a phony, she blocked him and she ended up going to Oslo to visit her mother. Levive ended up calling her mother's house after she blocked him because he had her number and he was threatening her. 
And just like in the United States, when they called the Norwegian police and told them about it, they did nothing. And so Cecile ends up, she recounts that she contemplated suicide because she was so overwhelmed by her situation. I mean, yeah, you're like a quarter of a million dollars in debt now. For a normal person, that's your life, you know, basically. Like, good luck paying it off. I don't, Yeah, be really hard. Remember Pernilla, his friend? Well, she wasn't safe either. Levive ends up telling her that his father is in trouble with a diamond smuggling case and that many of the people close to him have been arrested. And because of all of the arrests, he has been locked out of his credit cards. And then Levive ends up telling her one night that someone tried to stab him, but his bodyguard, Peter, intervened. Can we have a moment of silence for Peter? I know. Just getting fucked up at every every, every turn. turn. <laughs> every turn. And he sends Pernilla pictures of Peter covered in blood. Does this sound familiar? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's the same. He asks Pernilla if he could borrow $30,000. Pernilla didn't have $30,000, but she did have some money in her savings account that she sent to Levive. He asks Pernilla for more money, and she sends him another $10,000. And just like Cecile... Levive ends up sending Pernella a bank receipt for $100,000, but it never goes through. Also, like, in his story, his dad and a bunch of people committed a crime. That's why he got locked out of his credit cards. At that point, it'd be like, you fucked up. Right. You guys committed, you guys were smuggling diamonds? That sounds like a crime. Right. But, I mean, this person's your friend and, like. Dude, if my friend, all, everyone got arrested for smuggling diamonds, I'd be like, Yeah. You're like, thank God I didn't smuggle those diamonds. This is what happens to people that do crimes. I mean, you're not wrong. And this is not even like a stupid crime, like having weed on you. This is like a legit, like, you're smuggling blood diamonds. Like, that's a crime. That's a bad crime. If I've ever heard of one. Well, he lies to Pernilla and tells her that he has has to be present at the bank to send the money. And he asks her to buy him a flight on her credit card. Well, she ends up buying him a ton of flights and she goes farther and farther and farther into debt. He tells Pernilla, Levive tells Pernilla that he will give her a watch that will pay for the money that he owes her. That's some watch. Yeah. Well, while all this is going on, Cecile does some digging and she finds out that he did the same thing in 2015 like we talked about in the beginning of the episode. Cecile decides that she is going to take him down and she contacts the VG, that's Vagina Garter, uh, <laughs> Did you just come up with two random words right now yes, for VG? Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, which is the biggest news outlet in Norway. All right. So, of course, they jump on this story like white on rice and they take it and they run with it. And the journalists at the VG, the vagina garter. Okay. No, please don't quote me on that. That is that's a joke. VG. This is a reputable Norwegian media outlet, and you're calling them the Vagina Garter. All of our Norwegian listeners are going to be so upset at you, all probably two of them. You're going to be so pissed off. Yeah, but then they're going to tell the rest. They'll tell the VG, and then the VG is going to run a report on us and be like, they called us this. We are not the Vagina Garter. That's not even even funny. We are a serious news outlet. Fake news. Well, anyway, they find victims and they ask Cecile. They So they find all these victims and they ask Cecile if she recognizes any of the women that Levive stole from. And she does. The baby mama from the first date. Mm. The baby mama had actually been on trial, putting him in jail and was now an accomplice. What a hoe. You can't trust a hoe. Can't trust a hoe. Can't trust, trust me. me. Shh. You remember 303? Shh, your lips. Do that like tell her to talk with your hips. A little bit controversial, huh? I mean, I don't know sign language. So. I was about to say, Helen Keller also just, she used her hands, not her hips. So I don't know what. You don't know that. What that meant. What? You weren't there. <laughs> she was not. She was not doing sign language with her hips, Nina. I haven't known that I have heard on record, and you can record, this is already recording, um, Helen Keller could twerk. She could throw it back. I'm starting to believe that this isn't a real fact. I don't think Helen Keller could actually twerk. According to Ian Sullivan, who is her interpreter, 
Ballot color could throw it back. Happened right after she right put the after water, the water part. She yeah. put the water in her hand. She spelled water. And then she spelled yes, that's right in Helen's hand. And then, and then she, she just threw that thing back. <laughs> she did. She, she dropped it she low. Tossed it back like she was playing catch with it. She like, felt uh. she felt the beat of the water and just moved with the water. Yeah, this is this is probably gonna be one of the worst things we've ever done. <laughs> this this joke. I think it's funny. The twerking Helen Keller joke will go down in infamy in this podcast. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Helen Keller gets a bad rap because she could bounce that ass. She could. This is. I don't know where this is going. I don't know either. All right, I'm gonna go back to the actual story because I went too off track on my joke. Okay, I don't even know how I got there. I just. I'm along for the ride, man. I, oh, okay. I know how we got there. Anyways, Pernilla ends up getting a message from one of the journalists who is investigating this case. And he Facebook messages her asking her if she knows anything about Levive and if any of these things are true. Well, Levive still owes her money right now. And it is discovered that Levive is basically running a Ponzi scheme because he was using Cecile's money on Pernilla and Pernilla's money on someone else and so on and so on and so on. But instead of a fake investment, you get his love. I don't know. That sounds like a shitty deal. Yeah, I want $25,000, like, not some dick, you know? And his dick can't be that big. Like, it doesn't look like it's that big. No one's dick is big enough to be worth $25,000. Since he was always on the move, it was almost impossible for local authorities to track him and charge him with anything. So when Pernilla meets with the journalist, they ask her if she knows his location. She doesn't just know his location, but she is actually meeting him in Munich, Germany the next day. Hooray. A sting operation. Yes. Pernilla led the lamb to the slaughter, but she had to be extremely careful because she did not know if she would be in danger if he were to have found out. Levive took Pernilla to dinner and he gave her the watch, which ended up being fake. What a dick. Pernilla said that she felt extremely guilty even eating the food at the dinner because she knew it was that Levive wasn't paying for it. But you know what? Because he sold diamonds, I bet you they were only eating one thing. Carrots. Huh? Ha ha ha. I got a third one. All Good right. Job. I did it. Good job, Kishan. When you get your medal today. You want your sticker? You made three puns. I get your sticker. I want it. Yeah, good. Well, the journalists are outside of the restaurant slash hotel that they were eating at, and they take pictures of Levive and Pernilla exiting the restaurant, and Levive sees the photographer slash journalist, whatever you want to call him, and he gets pissed. Like, he's super mad, and they get in the car, and they take off, and they're, like, speeding away. And Pernilla ends up getting out of the car as quickly as she can, but she says, stay safe. When she gets back, when after she leaves Munich, she ends up confronting Levive over the phone, and obviously it doesn't go very well. He threatens her and tells her that she will, quote, pay for it, which personally, I I 100% think that he's full of shit and he actually wouldn't have been able to do anything, but anytime he would threaten these women, they didn't know that. Like, they, I mean, Pernilla knew at this point that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. the son of a diamond person but like she didn't know if he could actually hurt her she didn't and so i mean when you're being threatened by someone it's scary yeah obviously so i mean i get it the vg ends up running the article and it spreads like wildfire the article went viral which led to investigations in other countries and of course there was so much backlash and victim blaming it was kind of shitty i know i everything it's so fucked up because everything i see is like how would you believe this person i know i also did that earlier i was like if you really think about it but at the time they're not actually going to be able to think about it right especially because he gets them emotionally invested first well that's the thing if this was like straight out of the gate it was, it's not ever straight out of the gate. Like, he was dating these women for months yeah. and months before pulling the shit. Plus, people fall for, like, email phishing scams to this day, like Nigerian princes and stuff. Yeah. So, like. I get it. People are trusting by nature, unfortunately. Yeah. Just, you know, 
Well, once the articles came out, a bunch of people came forward saying that he had done the same thing to them. He had so many different stories and so many fabrications. It was just absolutely insane. Um, there were even other women who were looking at houses for them to live in while Cecile was looking for houses for them. He had been reported to the police in seven different countries. Now, a woman named Eileen read the article and saw the vibe. Her boyfriend was a crook. So she was dating Simon when the article came out. Her story, identical to Cecile's. Even the videos that he was sending Cecile. So he'd be in like a jet and he'd be like, Cecile, I love you so much. I miss you. He would then record the next one and be like, Eileen, I miss you so much. And send her like the, like sitting in the same spot, wearing the same clothes, same everything. Because in the article, like they have video in it. So she saw it, which would just, I like can't imagine the punch to the gut that would be. God, yeah. Especially because he's obviously very believable, so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I've known, wow, this is a lot of sharing Nina's personal life today more than normal. But like I remember one time there was a guy that I really liked and he was just using me to get to my friend. And then I ended up finding out that like he was sending her the same text messages he was sending me. Damn. And I remember the punch to the gut that felt like. And yeah. I wasn't even that invested. Jesus. That's dog water. I know. So he's sending her all the same shit that he's sending Cecile and all these other women. But he also sent her the pictures of Peter, which is so gross. Eileen had given Levive $140,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. Eileen knew right away when she read the article that, like, she believed it. And she she did contact him. Um, and he was like, no, this isn't true. Well, she pretended to believe him and told him that she believed the article was false in order to catch him. When the article came out, Levive could not use Tinder anymore because his face was everywhere and people knew what he was up to. He continued to try to get money out of Eileen so that he could get fake passports because yet again, his enemies were after him. But Eileen decides that she's going to swindle him now scam the scammer scam the scammer when she says that she is going to meet levive in prague where he was staying to help him get money levive had a very expensive collection of name brand clothing that she could sell for good money because she was in the fashion industry Mm. so because he's not meeting new women on tinder he's not getting a new revenue of cash and that's why he's running out of money okay okay the ponzi scheme's coming to an end yes He sends her a credit card with his new alias on it, David Sharon. That's his new alias. I I, I 100% read this as just David Sharon. Yeah, I did too. And I was like, I know (laughs) it's not David. I was like, you know, it's not David Sharon. When you were watching the documentary, you said, don't say David Sharon on on the podcast. David Sharon. Eileen then reports his new name to the police. And when Eileen goes to visit him, he took her with him to an appointment to a plastic surgeon. Levive was going to change his facial structure in order to make an escape. The surgeon refused to do the surgery because he said that only criminals want this. Oh, my God. When Eileen leaves with all the clothes, Levive gives her a letter proclaiming his love, telling her that he sees them getting married and starting a family together like the ultimate gaslighter. Terrible. Well, Eileen gets back and she starts selling his wardrobe, but she doesn't give him any of the money. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is great, actually. I, yeah, this I, is I the best part this. of the story. Yeah, so she starts selling. And I mean, he had like really nice shit like Versace, Gucci, Prada, all the big stuff that goes for like a lot of money. Yeah. So she was making quite a bit of money Hell off yeah. of these I, clothes. I hope she made her 140K and more. I she did say in the interview that it wasn't going to cover all the money that she yeah, well, had. I hope she got close. Yeah, that she had spent. She's like, but it still felt really good. Well, when so it, t- it takes Simon a little while to like realize that she's doing this, and when he realized she's doing it, he just goes fucking nuts, dude, and he threatens her, and he's so nasty. Like the things he's saying to her are just so nasty; it's insane. But he no longer has any money. And he has to resort to sleeping in hostels and becomes practically homeless. Get 
fucked, bro. Yeah. Levive messages Eileen and tells her that he needs a plane ticket so he can quote unquote fix the mess. And through some snooping, Eileen figures out that he is on his way to Athens from Prague. And she figured out what flight he was on because she had sent him a text message that didn't deliver. And he was always on his phone. And she was like, and when she saw the message not deliver, she was like, I bet you he's on a plane. He's on a plane. So then she sent the flight information to the authorities and she told him that he was traveling under the name of David Sharon and she alerted them so he could, they could catch him. Levive was arrested in Greece. Eileen describes it as one of the best moments of her life. She was arre- he was arrested for traveling under a fake passport. Levive was then sentenced to 15 months in prison for the crimes that he committed in Israel. But he was released only after five months. What the hell? They released this guy early? Yep. He only served a third of the time? Yep. And it was only 15 months, dude. Oh, my. That's less than the time he spent in prison in fucking uh, Norway yeah, or whatever. Finland. Finland. Thank yeah. You. Isn't that obscene? God damn it. Yeah. Why does nothing ever work out, Nina? I know. Everything we talk about, nothing ever fucking works out. That's not true. There's been a couple that worked out. Uh, barely. Barely, though, yeah. The, the success rate is low. Oh, yeah. So oh, I, yeah. I don't that's wanna, all I'm saying. I don't want to look at all the episodes that we've done and how many people actually got what they deserved versus, like, the people who didn't get what they deserved. Stupid. It is stupid. And it's estimated that he scammed women out of about $10 million. Oh. <sighs> But then at least he, at least he was a fucking dumbass and spent all of it immediately. I know, I know. So when I was keep when it, I was researching, idiot. when I was researching this, and they were like, he ended up basically homeless. I was like, you dumb bitch, you should not have spent all that money. What the fuck, dude? I'm an idiot. You are an idiot. But if you ask Levive about all of this, he says that he is not a con and that he was just trying to re- meet women. According to an article from CNN, Levive says, I was just a single guy who wanted to meet some girls on Tinder. Uh-huh. Sure, bud. But here is some justice. He has been banned from Tinder as well as Hinge. Great. <laughs> yeah, he can't meet people that way. Right. He's going to be on Farmers Only next. Oh, no. <laughs> Probably. Levive claims that Netflix made up the entire documentary and that he never did any of those things. He says that he got all the money by investing in Bitcoin in 2011. And since Bitcoin has exploded, that's how he's so wealthy. Uh huh. He now has a uh, website where he offers business advice, but like he was never a businessman. Yeah. And now he fully admits to, to being like, he's like, no, I'm not the son of a, of a diamond person. Yeah. But there's got to be text messages, right? That like where he says stuff about it, like, oh, of, like a fuck ton of absolutely. them, right? Absolutely. Because Cecile turned over. So they, he mainly communicated with these women on WhatsApp and WhatsApp's, I feel like WhatsApp's more popular in Europe than it is here. I know a lot of people have WhatsApp oh, yeah, here, it's, but like it's, it's like the most popular like social media service in a lot of countries because yeah. it has everything like Uber Eats and everything is in WhatsApp in a lot of different. Oh, countries. I didn't know that part. Like basically, like in um, China, it's really popular mm-hmm. because the government has such like constraints on what apps you can use that basically every app you think about using in America is all in WhatsApp. There. Oh, nice. Like yeah, everything. So well, my ex boyfriend was from France and lived in France for the majority of our relationship, and we mainly communicated on WhatsApp. Yeah, so. it's bad. There's also a bunch of like disinformation that spreads on there and like propaganda that, that people forward to a bunch of people. You get like these messages every day that's about like like political misinformation. It's crazy. like Lemon Party. It's crazy. Yeah, like Lemon Party. <laughs> you get meat spin sent to you, and you're like, oh my god. Oh my god. There's going to be an insurgence in this country. But when Cecile like told VG about when she brought the story to VG, she ended up turning over all of their WhatsApp messages to them. So like they could see all the lies that he was spinning. Just the the psychopathic level of narcissism of this of this person is just I mean, it's with all con men, right? Um, Just you have to be so narcissistic and believe in your own bullshit so much that even when there is absolute proof, definitive proof that you did what you did, that you can still say, nope, that, that wasn't me. I don't know. Just, oh, my God. 
There's no one who cries more than a man who's lying to your face. It's disgusting. I mean, it's true. So Levive actually currently has a new girlfriend. She is an Israeli model, and her name is Kate Conlon, which doesn't sound very Israeli, but here we are. And Conlon states that Levive has never asked her for any money. Yet? Yeah. He was talking to some of these women, uh, the the first Cecile. I think it said that he was talking to her for eight months before he yeah. ever asked for yeah. money. Eight months. No, that's why, that's why I said like he would really gain their trust. He would really gain their trust before he did the shit. And that's how he was able to get away with it because you can't spring this on people right away. Yeah. You have to build that love, that foundation of trust. But this is so much work. I mean, I can barely talk to someone in for eight months when I actually have feelings for them. It's probably easier when you don't have feelings for them. Actually, yeah, you're probably. Because you're not worried about saying the right thing. You're just like, you're you're not trying to worry about them finding your hairy Manchester bathing suit on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. That picture's still up on your, your, your Insta, by the way. It's still there. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's real. <laughs> you should put the caption like, this lost me. This lost me a boyfriend. That's true. It did. It did. Um, so he's got this new girlfriend, but what happened to a Russian model, Polina? Well, she broke up with him when she found out he was cheating on her. That's where I draw the line. You can scam women. You can scam so many people, but don't you dare fucking cheat on you, you know there's people like that, though. Which yeah, is there are. That's which what's scary. So at this point, it does look like Simon D- Levive does not have any financial issues, which is pretty interesting considering he was almost homeless in 2019, and now it's 2022, and he's in a Ferrari and buying all this expensive shit, the brand new iPhone, nice shoes, all this stuff. Like, yeah. hmm, interesting. Well, his... Um, bodyguard peter he's really pissed at netflix and he says that he was inaccurately portrayed and that he and he hired a lawyer and he's trying to get 5.6 million from netflix for defamation of character and he says that levive conned him as well and that he is owed eleven thousand dollars from levive i believe it justice for peter that man got stabbed or something. I don't know. He was bloody. I, in a I don't know. Peter was never charged with anything associated with Levive, but like, I don't know. Like, I kind of do. I believe that Levive may owe him money. Yeah, but I, I believe the photos were staged. I don't. You think, think they're fake? I mean, I haven't seen the photos, so I guess I can't make a decision. I on don't it, know. I really. You're also sitting next to him while he's making all these videos on a private jet. Hi, Cecile. Hi. Hi, Eileen. Hi, Bertha. Hi, Jen. Like, I mean, yeah, but as a bodyguard, like, what are you going to, like, you, I know, you kind of tarnish your reputation as a bodyguard if you go tell your, like, client secrets, right? It's like being well, a lawyer. Well, yeah, but I think I 100% think he knew what was going on. Oh, yeah, maybe. But I don't I, but, think. But I, I feel like that is a relationship, though, where you can't, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would agree with you on that, but. You kind of have to be known to not be loose-lipped if you're going to be a security guard for like high-level clients right yeah but then there was also times where peter definitely crossed the line like when they were partying with all that money in stockholm like he was there with them partying and getting wasted like that's not very good at the security guards getting yes drunk? yeah oh, okay never so mind it's like, I, I, I don't really everything. think cool. that i don't really think that you were the pious angel that you claim to be you know mm. what i mean all right Personally, like, come on, you're the one with ketchup spread all over your head. You think that nothing's going on? Come on. But not all is lost for Levive. He has sound, signed with talent manager Gina Rodriguez, whose biggest credit is the Honey, honey Boo Boo spinoff. Mom, Mama, uh, okay, Mama June had a spinoff from Honey Boo Boo, and that's Gina Rodriguez's biggest claim to fame. Why the fuck does he have a, why does he have an agent? Well, he's planning on making a tell-all book, and he's planning on starring on a dating show, Kashan. This man is a thief and a manipulator and an all-around terrible person. Why are we giving him a platform? Like, all of all of the platforms, like this, we're talking about him right now. All of the things we're talking about him are negative. I know. This guy is an asshole. He, we should know him as an asshole and shun him from society. Why are we giving him... Like brand deals. This is this is gross. And Colin Kaepernick is banned from the NFL for protesting racial inequality. Like this is this is a disgusting picture of society. Well, you know, you can buy a three hundred dollar cameo from him. 
We're not. We're not doing it. We're not giving. <laughs> we're not giving him money. We have all. The, we've already bought one cameo from a crook. We're not doing it again. Not three hundred is too steep. If it was sixty bucks, we we could think about it. No. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's bullshit that we're giving him any sort of platform at all. I personally think he should be in jail for a really long time. I don't think that he should be out of jail. I don't think he should be living as a free man. Yeah, I don't know why he was signed with an agent, but here we are. I think it's shame on that that agency for signing him. P- people who work in show business are soulless. I know, but shame on them. So... I'm just saying, shame on them. No, shame on them. Shame on them for a lot of things. I mean, it's just another proof that they have no, people in Hollywood have no heart. Dishonor. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. cow. Good reference. Thank you. Thank you. My favorite movie. Well, that is the story of the Tinder swindler. Love makes us vulnerable. Love makes us do things we never thought we would do. In the case of Cecile, Eileen, and Pranilla. Love made them hand over thousands upon thousands of dollars to Simon Levive. Simon Levive is the ultimate con man and a true snake. He preyed on women who were in search for love with the intent of causing them harm and taking their money. Simon Levive, famously known as the Tinder swindler, is the worst type of human, preying on the weak and vulnerable for his own selfish gain. So... Be careful on dating apps. This makes me grateful that the worst thing that anyone has ever said to me was that I was, quote, almost too hot to be a comedian and that I was hot but would be hotter if I worked out more. Be safe, everyone. So, it's not bad at all, comparatively. I, you know what? That's fair. I'd rather be called not hot than uh, have to give them $250,000. Also, they could have just called you ugly, right? Like That would be worse. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah, you, you mean you're hot, but you're not that hot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's rude. I'm just saying. I mean, I mean listen, after five beers and one eye closed, <laughs> you're sexy. Fucking Victoria's Secret model after seven beers. Who's not? Mm, I'm a Victoria's I've Secret got, model after seven beers, all right? You know what? I got a I'll list a, of people. I'll put Chris a, Christie? That man will never be a Victoria's Secret model in my eyes. I'll put on a teddy. I can, I can do it. Oh, gross. I just got the grossest. You're welcome. It's almost as gross as uh, a picture of you in a a mankini Instagram. No, outfit. it's worse. I pictured you in a white lace teddy, your butt hanging out of it. That's just a Saturday night in my house. Oh, all right, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank <laughs> so that's you so much. So that's the story that's the of the story. Tinder swindler. So uh, hopefully, you got to listen to this. If you uh, you know you don't have time to watch the uh, watch the documentary, you want to listen to a podcast while you're working and so thanks for choosing us thank you so much as that medium to learn about the awful awful man that is a simon levive yeah he's the worst he sucks so he sucks but we don't so if you liked this episode please 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 um a great way for you to support us is by liking us and following us on social media we are at facebook.com slash white collars red hands we are on twitter at white collars pod we are on instagram at white collars underscore red hands we're on tinder at we are on on tinder at um white collars red butt Great. I don't know. Great. I couldn't think of anything. Our profile picture is a baboon turned around. White He's collars, like, you want butt. some? Oh, no. What it is is a, it's a picture of a baboon with a red butt turned around with a white handprint on its ass. Beautiful. And then it, on the side, on the caption, it says, want some of this? <laughs> and then, um, yeah, that's it. Let's make some monkey business. Oh, gross. Okay. Anyways, um, we are also on YouTube on Entertainment Buffet's channel. That's a great way for you to support us. You can just let that play in the background. And Kashan makes these cute little thumbnails that take that look like they take a lot of time. They look very good. Good job, Kashan. Yeah, thank you. Um, and on, oh, another way you can support us is by leaving a review. Um, you can review us on Apple Podcasts. Our analytics show that 80% of you are actively listening on Apple Podcasts right now. Um, Spotify has also introduced a rating option. So if you could go give us some 
re- give us a rating over there. We would really, really appreciate that. Um, we did just get a good review. This person DM'd me on Instagram. And if you're going to slide in my DMs, God damn it, this is the way to do it. All right. So this is from Karina. And she says, I'm a current student at George Washington University and a longtime fan of the show. You guys actually may have come across another GW alum, Charles Colson, Nixon's White House counsel. Anyway, just wanted to say I love the pod. Thank you, Karina, for your support. Thank you, we Karina. support you. That's V nice. Very nice. Very nice. VG nice. Vagina got a nice. Oh my God. Um but yeah, and then if you want to support us in a very unfree way, we do have merch, short for merchandise. If you go to our website, which is whitecollarsredhands.com, there's a little thing that says merch. And if you click on that, it'll take you right to Public. You can get sweaters. You can get shirts. You can get mouse pads. You can get mugs. You can get anything you want with the White Collars Red Hands logo. Two logos to choose from. Two logos to choose from. I know you want it. I think that's it. Oh, and if you have a suggestion for, um, you know, you run across a white collar crime and you're like, you know who would do a great job covering that? Nina and Kashan. Um, you can email us at whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com or you can DM us on any social media platform. Yeah. Another great way to support us is also just to... Uh, Tell your friends you liked it. Oh, yeah. Uh, word of mouth. Take them. Lock them in a room. Put the podcast on play from episode one all the way through episode 63. Don't let them go so they listen to all of it. Like, whatever. You know, like, like get your friends to listen to our show. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, we don't care how you do it. Just make sure it happens. Also, for th- those of you who have stuck to the very end of the episode uh, today, uh, you're the real G's. And you're the real VGs. Oh, you are not. You're not vagina garters. I don't know. I don't even know what that means, but you're not. You're a beautiful person. Um, If you if you want to listen to to my voice even more and a little bit more of Nina's, uh, I actually just had a second podcast release uh, called Higher Education, where me and Caleb, a a longtime friend of mine, have someone on the show. Nina's our guest on the upcoming episode that's coming out on the fourth. they come on, they give us a presentation. Nina's is all about her crazy Pentecostal religion that she grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a game show portion, except for me and Caleb smoke a lot of weed. And Nina can uh, attest to how high we were. They were very high. It's it, And yeah, I was sober. It Very. Uh, so go over there. It's been really fun and really funny so far. We love our first few episodes that are releasing. Go and check it out. Thank you. Thanks so much, you guys. We will see you on another episode of White Collars, Red Red Hands. Hands.